think we spend a lot of time wanting to get our, tr you know, our message, our truth out, mm -hmm. that that we don't spend any time, re you know, being like you're a person, you're important, you're you're, you're valuable, and I love you. I have to learn to be at peace and accept the peace of the Lord in a messy situation. The cross of Jesus Christ, it was filled to Amen. cover our shame and it is more than enough to cover that shame. Welcome to Bridges. I am not Monica Schmelter. <laughs> I'm Jennifer McGill and this is Monica Schmelter. And first of all, congratulations. We have Rhonda and Kaylee Ray here with us as well. The three ladies sitting with me today, they have just completed a book, a new book called Messy to Meaningful. Congratulations that we are at this point. Thank you. That we get to yeah, see the book in the flesh, in the pages. So I'm so excited to ask you all of these questions that we actually just all talked about before the show began. So I'm gonna ask again. I, I think walking into this amazing group, my question is how did you connect in the first place? Like how did God design this initial meeting long before you decided this is gonna be the idea for the book? How did you all meet? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna let Rhonda explain that. Tell we, us, please. We actually met on the set of The Bridges Show Monica was interviewing Kaylee and I about a romantic comedy that that we wrote and um, and we just really clicked. Now, I immediately had a great amount of respect for Monica. Some of that has waned since, <laughs> since well, she actually invited us to go on this junk drawer journey with with her. I mean, like we didn't force, we didn't have anything to hold over her head. Yes. We did not blackmail her. You're sure? <laughs> it was a huge lapse in judgment. <laughs> <laughs> well, so whose junk drawer did we start with as far as the idea for this book? Was this your junk drawer that, that bore this amazing idea? You know, I did have the idea and it started with Jennifer. I was just getting ready to do some shows like this with an audience and I asked a few people that I knew that were gonna be in the audience, would you send me a picture of your junk drawer? And when they did, man, I saw like uh, one of my really good friends who I know almond milk is like her favorite beverage. Mm -hmm. um, in her junk drawer was like instruction manuals for like a side-by-side -side refrigerator from the 70s. <laughs> it must and be I a thought, very deep junk drawer. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, what is this with us holding on to stuff that we need to let go of? She does not have a side-by-side, -side, you know, olive green refrigerator, but <laughs> holding on to it. And I thought, this is really something that we should dive into. So that's how the idea yes. started. Yes, and so then Rhonda and Kaylee, when you, when you thought of the idea of lessons from the junk drawer, was there an item? I want you to each answer. What was the item that jumped out first that you thought, well, okay, I might want to take a crack at this topic? Well, first of all, I didn't show Monica my junk drawer for a while. Oh, you they, cleaned it out first, right? No, I don't think <laughs> that's, that, that's totally anti-junk drawer. But I didn't show her for a while because I didn't want her to require medication, basically. <laughs> <laughs> she would rethink everything. But um, I, I think for me, one of the things that really stood out was spare change because I open up my junk drawer mm. and there are like, uh, I don't know, there are a few quarters, there's some dimes, there are 8,000 nickels and 10 tons of pennies. 
But look around you. Your family, your faith, they're not in the way. They are the way. From the creators of Jesus Revolution comes the incredible true story. It's going to be dangerous and scary and giving up. It's not an option. The story of one family's journey from down under to center stage. Unsung Hero, a for King and Country film starring Candace Cameron Bure and Terry O'Quinn. In theaters now. Visit unsunghero.movie to learn more. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Because there's absolutely nothing useful that you can do with those. And so I really, <laughs> I really wanted to be able to talk about change, okay? Spare change and how really spiritually none of us are spared from change. We all have to be changing or we're not growing. So oh, I thought I was a little bit brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Kaylee, so the item that stood out to you, like maybe I should take a crack at this one. Um, I mean, I have a lot of just like toys and action figures that I've collected over the years, <laughs> and a lot cool. of them are just broken and are junk. But I'm always like, I'll play with that with my nephew or my niece when they come over, and it's a Ninja Turtle, and you know, it's from the eighties. <laughs> it's a classic. So, <laughs> And and then I thought this might help me deal with that. that I'd be like, my problems. You have a problem. <laughs> right, right. So let me back up. Now that we've talked about, okay, we all have junk drawers. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about the overview of the book. So, Monica, you're saying that, okay, the junk drawer idea did start with you. Mm -hmm. So can you give us the connection between messy to meaningful, what that has to do with a junk drawer, the literal and spiritual way that we give God our crazy mess? Yes. Well, I think it started with a lot of us have really messy junk drawers and we collect things. It's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And over the years, it can become really an unorganized mess. Mm -hmm. But we don't want to let go of stuff because we think, you know, I might need the Ninja Turtle. Right. Little you never figure. know. You never kids. know. Right. And <laughs> yeah. so I thought, what if there would be like a really great way that in a fun, lighthearted way, we could show people that, you know, we can sort of sort through life's junk and we can toss what we don't need and we can keep what's really valuable. If we could find meaning in what we've got. So that's kind of how it started. Mm -hmm. And I love at the end of the chapter you have the, the sort it. Did I get that right? The yep. sort it through. Sort, sort it. it out. Right. Yep. So, so someone give me that, that idea. Like what is that all about? You read through about duct tape. You read through about buttons, button it up, staples. And, and then what are we supposed to do at the end of each chapter? Because mm -hmm. I think that's super helpful for, mm -hmm. for someone reading through. They know what they're going to have to think about. Exactly. Well, sorting it out, when you look at your life, and as Monica said, those junky things that we tend to want to hang on to too long or past their use or we never should have grabbed onto them in the first place. Really, it's talking about how to let go of some of those. And we all have those things like fear or feeling like we're not enough or, or you know, you, you feel like sin. Uh, there are a lot of things that we hang on to that we need to let go of. And so basically, it's a scriptural look at how to do that. So, Kaylee, was there an easiest, hardest part about writing this book for you? I don't want to make you answer both. I mean, oh, you can. 
Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you for the freedom to choose. Just saying. I want you um, to have the freedom there. to choose. Okay. Um, for me, I, okay. It was really funny because I ended up writing a chapter on, uh, like, holding our, our plans loosely and being able to, like, let go of our plans in favor of what God has. And I told because this, this is what we do. I told the Lord, <laughs> like when we got going, that I was gonna write fiction. I was gonna make stuff up because you know it's easier right. and you don't have to you know worry about the truth as much because right. it's made up. That's right. Um, so then when I heard about this, you know, my mom had come in to talk to me about like. You want to write a book with Monica Schmelter? And I was like, oh, I didn't know Monica Schmelter wrote novels. <laughs> and she was like, no, it's like real things. And I was like, me and the Lord talked about this. <laughs> I don't think I can uh, be involved in that. But I really didn't, I didn't really give a lot of pushback, but I was like, okay. Because Monica Schmelter was doing it. I'm not going right. to say no to Monica <laughs> Schmelter. She says goes. So I'm like, God we must do. want I me like to that do they know this. Because yeah. <laughs> she prayed about it. That's right. <laughs> so, so that was a really fun thing to explore, just doing something different, mm -hmm. something outside my comfort zone, something that I hadn't planned mm -hmm. on doing. So in that way, like that chapter for me was kind of the easiest and hardest because it was what I was dealing with Right. <laughs> I was going to say, did it become basically nonfiction. I mean, you started writing, did God show you what to write about yourself? Like, did you actually start pulling from yeah, personal like, experiences? Like I was, you know, I was writing about me. I was writing about like things in my own life. Mm -hmm. Stop it. That's and, crazy. <laughs> crazy. And it, it ended up, I really, it was like, you know, started going thinking like, this is going to be a chore. Mm -hmm. I mean, not a chore because we get to work with Monica. I mean, that's awesome. But, um, <laughs> But it, I, I ended up really just liking what I was, like, the process. I ended up really liking what kind of the Lord was doing in me through the process. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's a huge blessing to have gotten to do it and to mm -hmm. keep, you know, to continue on mm -hmm. the old journey with and you guys. I was going to say, Rhonda, did you have a, like, a revelation moment when you were sorting through what well, to write about? Well, let me give you my revelation on Kaylee first okay. because... I'm a mama. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I had seen much of her nonfiction uh, through devotionals and things that she had written for other people. Which I also had not agreed to. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew she has such a hilarious way about her and then is able to take this super clever, insane thing that she has going and then pull it to something so incredibly deep. I thought, we need that. And... Um, and Kaylee has mentioned before, too, how the three of us have such wildly different voices mm -hmm. and then how God brought it all together. It should be a mess. It should be a mess. And Messy to meaningful. No. Actually. I know. <laughs> and there, it, it just fits together so well. And we are, we are able to approach things from different sides. I love how it has come together. It's crazy. Well, it was on purpose. I mean, that's why God brought you all together to do this. I am curious about the tape measure chapter. Oh. So I think it's chapter four, and I think you mentioned that you have more than one tape measure in your junk drawer, or yeah. you did? Yeah. You know, I still do. Wow. <laughs> and what's really funny about that is at this point in my life now, I have a really organized junk drawer, but yeah. I haven't always. I used to have one that, you know, could, you couldn't close, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. But so when I start, had the thought to write the book and I open up my personal junk drawer at home, there are two huge tape measures. 
and I never measure anything. And <laughs> when I do try, like even for curtains or things like that, I measure two, three, four times, and there's still a chance <laughs> when the curtains are delivered, you know, that they might not fit. So I'm like not even good at it. And I've got two tape measures. I didn't know what that was about. <laughs> Why is that happening? Like, oh, they don't match each other. One is orange, one is yellow. They're the, and they, oh, they're just crazy tape measures. They're like the kind that people, you, I don't know. But I'm not good at measuring, so you wouldn't want me to measure any material for you, anything like that. Noted. But it just kind of stood out to me. Mm -hmm. And I look at my life and that tendency to measure myself against other people. Mm -hmm. And whenever I do that, I come up short. I'm on the short end of the stick. Mm -hmm. And so just the lessons that I've learned to just measure myself by God's word and celebrate other people and their victories. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And then Kaylee, is it paper clips? Hmm. Yes. Yes. The chapter. Yes, like like mm. such a tiny thing to cause such a such a mess in life. Yeah. <laughs> From time to time. Yeah. Uh, in the in the chapter, that's actually the chapter about um, like holding our plans loosely and and like you know looking to what God wants for our lives. But that came about. That was a true story from my life that really happened that I did not make up. You finally came around I telling did. the truth. Nonfiction, <laughs> y'all. <Yes. laughs> um, but yeah, it was like so I tried. Paper clip story. It was awesome. I tried to pick a lock with a paper clip because all of my TV knowledge and experience told me that that should be a thing that right. I should be able to do. MacGyver told us. <laughs> MacGyver swore to me that you can do that. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't have a Swiss Army knife. Maybe that's the thing. Right, right. But uh, so I watched like a million. This was at work. This was at the place where I'm a professional, where they pay me to. And it was a file cabinet, am I right? Yeah, it was. It <laughs> yeah. was heavy. I got like. I, I bent them into shapes. There were. There, I had like a toolkit of paper clips based wow. on YouTube videos that I had watched at work because this was a work project. And because um, I told you know this. because I told my like coworkers like yeah I got this like mm -hmm. I know what to do and mm -hmm. like I had this plan of how good it would feel when the lock would click and I'd be like oh, I'm a hero. <laughs> it would probably be full of like mm -hmm. rubies and diamonds. <laughs> like That's it would be good for business, but. No, it did not go according to plan. Hmm. Um, we threw it away. <laughs> but then we talk about Jesus through it. So well, you know, when you mention Jesus, you know everything does come into a different perspective. It really you worked know, out well. All, all time I things bow down. I didn't know that day what the Lord was going to do through my failure. <laughs> well, and, and another small pesky thing when they're let loose is staples. Yes. 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 That was that was my chapter. Yes, I do remember the staples because I thought it incredibly fascinating that in my drawer, in my junk drawer, I had staples of everything. I had teeny, tiny little baby staples. What the heck were we even going to do with those? <laughs> and I had <laughs> these big, giant monster staples. And I'm searching through this drawer, finding every size of staple, and no stapler. None, zero <laughs> staplers. So I thought that was really, um, I don't know, it was really revealing to me. And so then I started thinking about searching and how and how uh, we do our searches in life. Mm -hmm. And I found in a search <laughs> the, the psalm that we've talked about before, um, about where God says, um, search the Lord. I mean, search the Lord, seek the Lord, seek his strength, seek his presence continually. So he gives us this brilliant three-pronged 
search that brings meaning to our life. We're, we're to, to seek him, we're to seek his strength, we're to seek his presence, which makes all those other things happen, and that we are to do this continually. And when you pull all these things together, you have a life of, of meaning, and it does. It makes all those other silly searches in life make sense. Mm -hmm. Now, as far as, I mean, we've got duct tape and string and lipstick and I, I like the, the lone earring, like the, yes. all the, because I all I wear is like lone earrings. Did you only see the side. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that doesn't bother me. But Monica, do you have a favorite takeaway? Like with all these objects, all of these things that we find in our junk drawer and, and the way that, that you've developed the book, the three of you, is there a favorite takeaway? Something that if, if, if someone just had one takeaway as far as your perspective and your mm -hmm. life lessons, from the junk drawer, yes. what would be your favorite takeaway? You know, I would have to say it's the duct tape. Yes, I do And love so, it. you know, we do have duct tape in our junk drawer at the house, but one of the things that occurred to me about duct tape is that so many times duct tape is what we use to temporarily fix something. You know, it's like the window pane has the crack, we push the duct tape up and we're gonna replace that window. Mm -hmm. Seven years later, <laughs> There's this really tired looking duct tape. It's, just, you know, it's had its best days of enduring these elements, but we're gonna get to it. Yeah. And so my thought with duct tape is, it's a temporary fix a lot of the times. And the temporary fix in our lives doesn't work. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not quick and it doesn't work. And I think, and I talk about in the chapter, you know, at the very beginning, that I can remember from a little girl trying to fix stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, a broken crayon I tried to put back together with glue. It didn't work, so <laughs> don't try that. We try to fix things, and there are so many things in our life, especially the important ones, that only God can fix. And we've got to sit still long enough to let him do it and take our hands off of it. Mm -hmm. My favorite takeaway. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, you did say, I've heard you say this, that uh, Kaylee's chapter about button it. That's sort of a mission statement. So if we had like a part B of a favorite takeaway, Kaylee, um, tell us a little bit about Button It. I mean, is, is, that, is that your life mission or is this just for Monica? Because oh. you write this chapter just for her. I had no idea when I wrote it that it would resonate with Monica at all. It's a chapter that's really about uh, kindness, about like combating negative talk, about how um, we kind of live in a culture where um, a lot of times the way we communicate is just through like zingers and little burns and little, you know, like like these little, you know, words that are unkind mm -hmm. to each other that we that we pass off as humor, mm -hmm. um, at which, you know, at at worst is going to hurt someone's feelings mm -hmm. and like and even you know, in the best case scenario, it's going to foster a spirit of competitiveness. It's mm -hmm. going to like get between you having like a really close intimate relationship with somebody because because they need to be on guard and you need to be on guard or they're trying to score points and you're trying to score points um, and just how like that's not how that's not how we're supposed to do right <laughs> um, so just really about how um, you know the Holy Spirit can can change our minds and re you know repattern our thinking to make our our words something that draws us close together. Um, and something that really glorifies him, even just as an act of worship. So, Rhonda, really quick, because mm -hmm. I, I think we have some questions in the audience. Do Excellent. you have a favorite takeaway? doesn't have to be your chapter. Oh, well, I, I do like that. I mean, we hit on a lot of really cool spiritual <laughs> junk things that we hang on to. But, but uh, in one chapter, Monica also talks about 
uh, things that electronic things that we hang on to, like remotes. <laughs> how many remotes do you have in there? And uh, and she gives some really practical um, counsel, really about life and the need to unplug sometimes. Yes. And so I I really appreciated that. <laughs> not that it affected me. But, <laughs> but not that they but, weren't changed. But at all, hold though, on, right? I, I got to take this. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have some questions in our audience. We're going to start with Lisa. What do we have? Okay, ladies. Some deal with messy feelings by staying busy isolating themselves, complaining, or binge eating. What got you out of the self-pity or runaway mode? Mm, that's a really good question. That's mm -hmm. a really good question. I still have a problem with pizza. Is that like... What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Is it a problem, well, really? And, and, and really, my first thought is, I think all of us mm -hmm. are always in and out of all of those. And the, the, the goal really is to, um, to, to progress forward by the power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, we, mm -hmm. as believers in Christ, we have the Holy Spirit living inside us to empower this kind of growth. And are, are we ever going to arrive where none of that ever affects us? Only Monica. <laughs> no, no, we never are. And I think that was part of the intention and the prayer of writing the book is to mm -hmm. be able, you know, women in different stages of life, I and mean, we don't even live in the same state, but to share that we all have messy places and we don't have to stay stuck there. Mm -hmm. um, and to be able to share honestly and point to Christ, mm -hmm. is, that's what it's about. So, Patricia, do we have some more questions? Yes, I do. How do you speak the truth in love without hurting them while still honoring God? Many seem to walk in, a, in an un offended, offended spirit. So how do we stop enabling this? For, uh, for me, I, what I try to do um, is, do, like, if somebody comes to me, like, with an offense, either, like, about me or about somebody else, I feel like we really don't spend a lot of time just listening to one another. Mm -hmm. I feel like we spend 
at least I'm, I'm talking to me. I say we because it makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, yeah. It's never um, happened to me. <laughs> but a lot of times when I'm when I'm listening to something and it's either something that's offending, offensive to me or offensive to to them, um, like we we get this kind of feeling like we shouldn't have to listen to somebody if they are wrong. We shouldn't have to you know to listen to somebody and validate somebody who is is incorrect either like morally or factually or you know in our relationship or whatever um, and I think if we spent or if I spent like a lot more time like before I speak or you know even if like I, I don't need to speak in every situation sometimes sometimes it's a matter of like letting somebody talk to me um, let them hear the words that they're saying and let God work you know in that situation, in that you know, in that person's life, or or if I do need to speak, if I haven't spent time listening to them, if I've spent the whole time you know, waiting for my turn to talk, or waiting you know, surprise, or wait you know, or or figuring out you know they're already wrong and dismissing them, then they're a person who's been dismissed. Like they're a person who doesn't need to listen to what I have to say because I haven't listened to what they have to say. And I think I think we spend a lot of time wanting to get our tr you know our message, our truth out. That that we don't spend any time, re you know, being like you're a person, you're important, you're 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 valuable, and I love you. Right. Before and, we speak truth. And if I could just add a little chaser to that, sometimes it's the truth of God that offends someone, and we are not responsible right. for that offense. We can, if we're delivering the truth in love, we're still doing our job. So if it's the truth of God that's offending them, then what we have to do is decide not to be all bent and out of shape that mm -hmm. they're offended and, and move on. We, we want to, as far as it depends on us, mm -hmm. live peaceably with all men. And as far as it depends on me, I want to I want to be able to look back without regrets and how I handled this situation. But it doesn't always mean that I don't offend. That's right. And it. Sorry. I think one of the hardest lessons that I've ever learned in regard to that question is that I have to learn to be at peace and accept the peace of the Lord in a messy situation. Mm -hmm. So if somebody's uncomfortable or they're offended. God's grace is still enough for me, even if that person is not okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not, mm -hmm. like you said, I'm not responsible for any of that. And I've had to allow myself to like, okay, I did what I needed to do. Now God can do the rest because there's nothing I can do about how somebody else thinks or That's feels right. about something. We can't let our mind or our heart become a junk drawer cluttered yes. with the fear of not mm -hmm. people pleasing right. or the fear of offense when God trumps yeah. all of that. Yeah. Did you have something to add? I was going to say, like, and sometimes, too, it's like I'm not the solution sometimes. That's sometimes right. sometimes mm -hmm. the solution is is letting people, you know, be angry. Like, mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, what they're angry about is very valid, mm -hmm. and, and God needs to work through that situation. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Different process right, right, for, di right. for different folks. Mm -hmm. Lisa? How do you deal with periods of shame or stress? Deep. I'm like, you guys, like well, 8,000 come to mind. What do you got, Monica? Well, one is we, we, we talked about the staples, you know, that you have certain disciplines that we do every day mm -hmm. um, that help us because in this fallen world, there are going to be seasons of stress and things that are outside of our control, right. but that we can still serve the Lord, still read the Bible, still pray, still worship in the midst of that. And, uh, you know, everything passes at some point, but in the meantime, mm -hmm. let one of those staples be worshiping the Lord, basking mm -hmm. in his goodness, and letting that be enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And, and if I could just speak to the shame. Um, if there is a sin that we have taken to the Lord and Jesus has forgiven this sin, I think it's almost disrespectful of us to look at that and say, well, you know, I know the cross of Jesus Christ and the blood he spilt there was enough for her sin and it was enough for that sin, it was, but I don't think it was enough to cover mine. No, that's silly. The cross of Jesus Christ, it was spilled to Amen. cover our shame and it is more than enough to cover that shame. So shame over a sin that has already been confessed and forgiven um, that is a tool in the enemy's hand and needs to be rec recognized as that and dealt with as that. Shut up, devil. That's what. I want to get to one more question from Patricia. I do. Okay, one question. How do you forgive after being betrayed by church family? Mm-hmm. Anybody been there? Well, Jesus understands that. You mm -hmm. know, he was betrayed by one of his disciples and he still went to the cross so that we could be forgiven. And yeah. so the, the answer to that is on our own, we probably can't forgive, but with his help. And it doesn't always come immediately, and there's not always a feeling to accompany that. Sure. It starts with a choice to be obedient and ask God to fill us with what the ability with what we can't do on our own in the natural. And he'll bring forgiveness as we submit to him. I'm actually, I'm really excited about this seven-day challenge we were just talking about. Now, there's, there's a website dedicated to this book, mm -hmm. uh, com, and there's a seven-day challenge. I was asking, so when do these seven days start? Monica says, whenever you want. It's, it's whenever, <laughs> and it's free, and, and you had fun. You actually took the challenge. I took the challenge, and it's for seven days, completely free. You can sign up, and it walks you through seven days of demessifying your life. So get rid of the mess, the junk, and let God kind of just clear you out and make you fresh, free, and beautiful. Yes. Yes. Well, I want to thank you, ladies. Thank you, Monica, for letting me ask these questions thank and you. for letting me participate with this amazing audience. Thank you, mother-daughter team, for joining us. Yes. Congratulations yes. to the three yes. of you, you for the Messy to Meaningful. And if you would like to find out a little bit more about this book, you can go to MessyToMeaningful.com. There's also the Facebook page, Messy to Meaningful, and you can check that out. You can buy the book. We're so excited for them. Thank you for joining us today at Bridges. You can find out more about Bridges and Monica Schmelter at MonicaSchmelter.com. You can purchase a copy of today's show for $15. Call us at 615-754-0039 or send a check to the address on your screen. Be sure to mention the program number. Would you like to be a part of a Bridges Studio Audience production? Visit monicaschmelter.com slash calendar to sign up. Hi friend, are you stressed, maybe even worried about so many needs around you that you've forgotten you are worth taking care of too? Well, I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stress Less Podcast. I want to invite you to join me as I share practical tips based on science, inspired by God's Word, to help you spark joy and restore God's peace and love to your soul. Subscribe now and go to lifeaudio.com.